Good day, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Palo Talk. And today we will be discussing the vice presidential debates that happened uh, as organized by the Nigeria Election Debate Group and Broadcasting Organization of Nigeria between five presidential, uh, v- five vice presidential candidates. Sorry, in the upcoming election in 2019 in Nigeria. The contestants for this debate were Ganiyu Galadima of Allied, Allied Congress Party of Nigeria, Khadijat Abdullahi Iya of Alliance of New Nigeria, ANN, Peter Obi of People's Democratic Party, Yemi Oshimbaju of All Progressive Congress, and Uma Getso of Youth Progressive Party. With me today to be analyzing the debate is Yomi. Welcome to the program, Yomi. Thank you, my brother. Thanks for having me. Good evening. Right. Okay. So today we'll be looking at the vice presidential debate, which is the first installment in the uh, debate, the series of debates that will happen before the 2019 general election. So, if, if I'm right, the presidential uh, debate should happen on the, it should happen in January. I don't know the date specifically. But yeah, obviously, January 19. This, January 19, okay, thanks for that. This vice presidential debate is meant to give us an insight into how uh, people how pe- how people want to connect with their candidates other than the usual campaign ground i know a lot of people have been campaign have been campaigning for um a situation where there there will be presidential debates not one not not two not just presidential debate but political debates prior to elections where candidates can come stand toe to toe and talk about issues that they're selling so this debate, obviously, it's given us um, quite an insight into how things should be going forward. So without wasting much time, let's even let let's let's talk a little about the selection process. So what what do you think of the whole selection process? Because I know uh, that we have over n- nearly forty presidential candidates, if I'm right. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So and we have in this debate which is the first and publicly accepted debate in the general election 2019 general election and we ended up with five presidential uh vice presidential candidates in this debate yeah yemi oshibagyo she is the incumbent uh vice president peter obi of pdp pdp being the uh, strongest or the uh, most popular um, opposition, political opposition, and we've got the ACPN um, of Obiezekwesili, and we've got the ANN and Youth Progressive Party. Now, there's one popular one uh, party that is obviously making the rounds that uh, because of its exclusion, and that is the AAC, I believe. Yes. So, which makes me ask the question: How how did the selection process come about? Have any idea? Oh well, yes. If if you listen to 
the introduction provided by the gentleman that anchored the debate, you know, he actually mentioned the fact that um, the five candidates, their names came about as a result of certain surveys and polls that were conducted. Mm. You know, on a national scale, and that, to a large extent, determined the five parties to be called upon for the debate. But on a very serious note, there is no doubt about it. Like, like you mentioned, there are over 40 presidential candidates. But like you rightly mentioned, there is no doubt about the fact that those names, the people you had up there on that day, um, were represent, represented some of the most popular parties amongst all those 40 parties, right? So yes, you have yes. the incumbent and vice president, Yemi Shibajo. Yeah. They'll be representing APT. You also had um, the person of Peter Obi, PDP, yeah. the VP of PDP. You had Uma Getso representing um, the Young Progressive Party. Progressive party. Yes, um, that's King Limogalu's party. Yeah. You also had the um, Galadima person, the uh, Gani Galadima, um, representing ACPN, OBS party. And then the other lady, Khadija Bilai, representing AAN. AAN, sorry, AAN, sorry. Um, Alliance for New Nigeria. That's Felagrote's party. Now, you, what I have done is to mention the presidential candidates of these parties so that you know, we get an insight into how that, how that list came about. Number one, like I said before, those guys represent the most popular amongst the pool of candidates that we have this time around. Now, the notable people that were left out, I would say, would be Chore of, um, um, what's, the, what's the name of the party? Omoyale Chore yeah, of, uh, of AAC. Yes, of AAC. And then you would have a Donald Duke of SDP. But again, that is understandable, given the fact that SDP is currently in court, trying to determine... No, I, I, I think the, the decision has been made by the federal court, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah but obviously that case is going to... The, it, the decision will be appealed. Yes, Jerry Ghana. Yes, that decision will be appealed, and it might go up to the Supreme Court. And you and I know, you know, by virtue of our legal experience, that yeah, to that extent, they, they they would have to maintain, you know, a reasonable level of neutrality, so that at the end of the day, you don't have somebody yeah, coming in yeah. representing a party, and then it ends up not being fielded on the day of the election. So to that extent, that takes care of. Yeah. The exclusion of whether Jerry Ghana or Donald Duke, as the case may be. Exactly. So it, it, it leaves you with the question of why was Joe left out? Now, there's been, yes, there's been the argument in some quarters as to the fact that Joe is not really popular on a national scale and that, yes, he has this activist, um, Hogarth, his yeah. name, and all of that, but in terms of actually being on the ground, he's not that popular on a national scale. Again, the counter argument to that yeah. has if been the fact that survey, if Chore conducted any polls or any, they did any survey, exactly, exactly, exactly. And the other thing again is, if you want to counter the the idea that Chore is quite popular on social media, the truth of the matter is, it is on record that Chore, um, Omoyele Chore is the only candidate who, till date, 
has actually gone round the country. He's been to Kano. His held rallies in Daura, the home, um, home, home, the home, um, hometown of the president. He's been to Kastina. He's been to Kaduna. He's virtually traversed all the, all, you know, all the parts of the country. And to that extent, I think that it cannot be fair to him or his party, or neither, neither can it be true the fact that they conducted a survey and that survey led them to selecting just those five people as the top contenders. I totally disagree with that. And I don't think that that is quite fair. But again, you need to understand yeah, again that yeah. this particular debate was organized See, by Nigeria the forecasting organization of Nigeria in conjunction with um, the party, um, you know, sister stations. Exactly, exactly. So, it, it, I, I, again, going forward, I would expect and I would, I would advise that they, 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 they try to be more inclusive and you know aggregate national opinions as to who should be there and who should not be there because i would even think that apart yeah, from exactly so he even started his presidential ambition before someone like obi executively decided to run exactly so you know that there, there would be no justification for excluding someone of that yeah, repute I, I agree with from you. any presidential uh, debate or even vice presidential my, debate my, my conspiracy theory is uh, um I think he's been he's been excluded based on the fact that he's, he's the former or still the editor in chief of Sahara Reporter. Sahara Reporter has always been a loggerhead with the conventional media houses. So and if if BON is um, facilitating or powering yes. this initiative, um, he, he, he would he has stepped on few toes in in the BON in in time yes. past. Because I had from I had from a quarter that it was um part of the reason part of their selection yes. process to look at the character of the candidate, which I find very very insulting. To say you're looking at the character of a candidate to decide who should go on a debate, anyone that is constitutionally allowed to contest for the office, and INEC has recognized that person as a candidate, should be allowed to. I understand the fact that the stage exactly. is not big enough to take as many as 40 exactly. candidates and it exactly. has to be whittled down to the to the ones considered to be serious contenders that said i don't see how with due respect to kingsley morgan yes. and to obsa quickly i don't see how they're more serious than showore has showore has been in the last one year so i don't yes. even see how fella droto has been more serious than Shore. So, and, it, it leaves a lot to be desired, and I hope that gets rectified yes. in the, uh, in the pres before the presidential election. So, absolutely. So, without spending, thanks for that. We're, let's not just spend too oh, yeah, much on that because we really need to get to the juicy part of it, um, and we're just about to scratch the surface. Yeah, now let's get right into it. Five yeah. candidates we've got. Um, um, Gani Galadima, Khadijat, Abdullah Iya, Peter right. Obi, Yemi Oshibadu, whom I get so. Now, from their introduction, what 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 can you what what vibe do you get from this candidate? Let's not talk about their <laughs> opening statement yet. Let's not talk about those issues. Now they've introduced themselves, so we know right. their we know a bit about their background. So what do you get? What vibe do you get from them? Yeah. Well, I'm just going to start with you know it was Galadima that spoke first. No, we we'll talk we we'll talk about that, that later. 
the truth of the matter is, you said we shouldn't talk about the opening statement, right? Or we should talk about the opening statement. All right. Now, honestly, now I understand the fact that to a very large extent, right, our politics is still very crude. It's still very basic, right? So you can't be talking about, um, you know, um, nuclear, you know, um, armament and all these kind of things. We're still, as a people, we're still struggling with the very basic issues of how to survive, how to you know, put the economy. I was not expecting any sophisticated, you know, exposition of certain ideologies, right? But it does not, that does not in any way take away from the eloquence and the okay. composure that you would expect from someone who is aspiring to be vice president. Because, you see, the, the office of the vice president of Nigeria is a very peculiar one, peculiar in the sense that there are constitutional roles assigned to whoever occupies that office. So by the very nature of your being elected as VP, you are automatically sitting, you are the you are the one at the ends of affairs as far as the economy of Nigeria is concerned. You determine to a large extent what happens, whether the economy kicks or it falters. So now the vibe I got, let me start from Daladima. I did not get the sense that this person has a, a full, a reasonable or an intelligent grasp of what the issues are right. in terms of how to go forward about things and how to solve the issues that we have. And this is without going into the opening statement or not. We're just talking about the virus, right? Yes. And so, again, the same applies to, with all due respect to the candidates, the same applies to um, um, Before you get to from, I just need to add this. Do you know that Kadi Galadima was a vice presidential candidate in 20, right. was it 2015? Yes. Yeah, he ran for presidency in 2015. No, actually, I didn't know that. <laughs> I believe he's on that. I believe he's on that the same party, but yeah. <laughs> so I just thought I'd. Right. Yeah, he mentioned it, and yeah, they made reference right, okay. to it did while they were, it? Why they were introducing him to. Oh, I, I, I actually didn't pay attention to that. To be honest, mm. <laughs> you know, for and again, that's that's the thing about communication, right? The moment you start, your first minute is very crucial. You know, that that gives the people this opportunity to look into your soul, basically, you know, hypothetically, to see what you're made of and all these things. So, to that extent, yeah, I, I didn't just really I get say that, that impression um, that this person understands what the issues are. If you say he doesn't look like he understands the issue and he has already run to be president on his own, um, and, and to, to actually, to be, to, be, to be precise, I think in 2015, he came forth in that election with 40,000 votes. Yes. Yes. Right. With 40,000 votes. And he is the party chairman of ACPN today. That's that's Right. I'm right. hoping that's going to yeah. help you, like, yeah. like we align your argument because I know you're about to write about... it off too. I'm just throwing those facts there to see if that changes your mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Absolutely, it does not. <laughs> no, no, no. Absolutely, it doesn't. You see, because the thing is, again, it it shows to a large extent the very state of our politics. The people, a vast majority number, a vast number of the people who 
have found themselves or who have been thrown up by our system at various, at various levels don't understand what nation building is all about. Neither do they understand what basic economics is all about. I'm sure you understand what I'm trying to say. So it's not just to know that, yes, you know, he's wrong before to become you know, president and all of that, and he was able to gain 40,000 votes. That would not take anything from the fact that, you see, because politics is very dynamic, right? It's very dynamic. So the issues that we faced as a nation in 2015 are not necessarily the same issues we face today. In 2015, we had a situation whereby there was, you know, mm -hmm. general insecurity in the land. There was widespread corruption. Even though, yes, our economy then, you know, some people thought it was doing well, you know, we had just been rebased and then we had emerged as the largest economy in Africa. But then, to a large extent, the issues that we face today are still almost similar, but totally different. Totally different in the sense that, yes, we have the government that's fighting corruption now. The issue we're talking about is the effectiveness of the fight against corruption. Yeah, I As opposed you. to a regime where, you know, I don't know if you get the, the point I'm driving at. So, to that extent, it, it still did not demonstrate a, a very, very robust understanding of how to go about certain issues and how to achieve results. And I'm not even sure it did then, because I'm not sure I watched the debate in 2015, if there ever was any. Now, going to the Abdullahi well, Khadija. Yeah, he yes, she's a lawyer, lawyer, I think. Um, you know, she's done a few things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, she's, um, she's, volunteer, she's, she's had some volunteering experience. You know, she's, she's been at the forefront of women empowerment, you know, some NGOs and all of that. Yes, yeah. You know, she in, in terms of experience, right, you would expect that she, mm -hmm. you have to give it to her, I think she has about over about 20 years experience or so, mm -hmm. you know, corporate experience, both from her legal background and her banking experience and all of that. But again, in terms of understanding the nitty-gritty of what the issues are, let, let, I would not say that she's there At yet. The moment, in terms of, you know, her ability. their profile through their introduction right. and right. just see if it makes them a viable candidate for right. the vice presidency before okay. before we look at what came out of their mouth that's what i'm trying to say because obviously we'll get that in the opening statement okay 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 so, right right okay oh sorry about that sorry sorry i was i was i was going on and on about okay now yes mm -hmm. um there's no doubt about so yeah we've talked about galadima and all of that mm -hmm. yes it's run before and all that so to that extent it's qualified and the thing is, those guys would not have been fielded by their parties, by their respective parties, if they are not qualified in the first yes. place, anyways. And we're looking at their profile in terms of whether they are suitable for that role. Yes, Galadima having run before, with his you know experience in politics and all of that, you can say that yes, he is qualified. Same thing applies to Galadima. I'm sorry, the same thing applies to Khadija Abdullahi. In terms of you know being a lawyer. Become, having a banking experience and all of that. Now, if you go to um, the incumbent vice president, he's, been he's a professor of law, he has a you know, thriving years. legal practice. So that, and, for more yes, than 10 years. Yeah, over 20 something years, exactly. And, right, exactly. And um, the other thing to his belt that he also has is the fact that when it comes to, uh, he also has been a professor as well. It's not just a lawyer, it's not just, you know, he's a teacher of the law, someone that people respect as far as reading books. And when you also look at his achievements, when he was at the General of Lagos State, he pioneered a lot of 
you know, um, innovative approaches to um, the legal profession in, in Australia as far as Lagos is concerned. So much so that some of those things they pioneered are now being replicated across the length and breadth uh, of the country. So to that extent, yes, it's qualified. And you also look at the person of Peter Obi. Peter Obi rose to become the managing director of a bank in this country. Oh, yes. He was governor of um, Anambra State. Exactly, a state that when he was at the ends of affairs in Anambra State, Anambra, was, Anambra became the most financially solvent state in the country. At the time he was living, he left about 75 billionaire in the coffers of that state, the highest in the history of Nigeria. No other state has ever achieved that. You know, salaries were paid on time. He's reputed to have been so, so simple in his approach to governance that whenever he flew, he used to fly economy as a governor. He would not, you know, chant the queue. People frequently, you know, saw him at the airport, you know, queuing up, just like every other passenger. Those, you know, that kind of personality, I would say that make him, that, that personality makes him more than qualified, especially when you combine it with his experience from the banking sector, from his um, um, executive experience as the governor of um, Anambra State. Especially when you think of the fact that the VP role is majorly somebody who steers the economy of the, of the country in the right direction or in the right direction. So to that extent, our Peter Obi is also ably qualified. Oh my, get so. And then that leaves us with the get so... So, lady, yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, she said um, the, for, the daughter, daughter of a former senator. Um, you know, as I think I really don't know much about her corporate experience because honestly, I'm not sure I got much of what she was trying to drive at. But I, I would assume I'll have to give it to her. Like I said, this has been shortlisted by a political party, you know, and an incident in the corporate sector or anything. I would say that, yes, she's also been at the forefront of fighting for women's rights. Um, women, equality, and all of that. So I would say yes, she's qualified, yeah. but obviously not as yeah. much as Thanks for that. the other four that, candidates that without, um, misinforming people, every Nigerian that meets the constitutional requirement is qualified to run for office. So but what we're trying to do is to just see how better suited yes. these candidates are for the office um, that uh, they, they're running for. And given the fact that the vice yes. president is a joint um, candidate on a presidential ticket, because if anything happens to the presidential candidate, if he punches the ticket or something, that person automatically becomes the president. So that's why we're looking at what, what we're looking at. But for Uma Getso, because if I can add to what, you, what you've said about this candidate, Uma Getso is uh, a political activist. Yes. Um, she's um, the she's a son. She's yeah. a daughter, sorry, of a politician, obviously, and I think she's one of the founding members oh, yeah. of YPP, the political party itself. So, um, yeah, she's right. in her mid thirties, so she's quite young. So I don't think she's really quite got young. Um, a lot of experience in the public sector and she's not really been a haymaker in the private sector either yes. other than the fact that she's been at the forefront of political activism yeah. um, for women so 
which is what makes Kari Kandi. Yeah. Another thing we'll do, we'll try and do throughout this program, Yomi, is I want us to kind of, I know it's a bit arbitrary to just grade these candidates, like create a kind of balanced scorecard for these candidates on each seg- segment we're talking about. So, based on this introduction, what would you grade uh, right. Galadima as being, suit- uh, as being suitable to be uh, the vice president over five? Even though he's been a presidential candidate before, you know that. And he's the uh, party chairman of his political party. You're giving him one over five. (laughs) Okay. Yes, I will. Um, I'll do that. Without considering the the opening statement, I'll give him two. Okay. Yeah, I'll give him two. Okay, without considering the opening statement. You can't just judge a book by its cover, but also, you need to say, okay, looking at this person, looking at what their profile, it's like looking at a CV. Do you understand? You look at a CV, so, uh, yeah, you you decide if you want to call that person in for interview or not. So, I'll give him two over five there. You said one over five, two over five, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, Yeah. Exactly, I mean, he, he came for he, he got 40,000 votes in 2015. <laughs> yes, no, you see, it, it's not just enough that he came for mm-hmm. you have to look at the value of the votes that he got. So, 40,000 is less than that, man. probably he, two he streets in Lagos. <laughs> he came for now. Let's get serious. Khadija Tabilai, <laughs> right. I, I would say one. I'll give her the same thing as um, okay, Daniel, one. Uh, yeah, Daniel Peladino. Funny enough, I, I agree with you on that one. Yes. Not because that um, I have anything against her being a lawyer or banker. Mm. I think they are wonderful professions. But I just think she does not have that political edge at all in throughout um, her resume. So, And that's mm. why I think Galadima would have nudged her in their CV, if I'm looking at their CV to give them a job. Now, let's talk about Peter Obi. Okay. What would you grade? Looking at Peter why, Obi's why give him resume, I'll give him four. Prevent four you from five. giving him five. Or is it that you're stingy with your five? You see, I would is not give him five because... Five? You said... No, not necessarily, not necessarily. Um, you have to understand that Peter Obi, though, you know, when you look at his performance as governor of Anambra um, um, State, he did well and all that. But you also, I'm, I'm also looking beyond certain things. And, you know, you just mentioned having that political edge. It's because, like you actually mentioned, your role as the vice president of the country is not just that you have this you know, brilliant experience when it comes to your ability to manage an economy. It's also a political role. And so your ability to your ability to manage certain political issues is also an added advantage. Now, if you look at the way he conducted certain things in, in Anambra State, to the point where currently himself and the guy who succeeded him, they're not, you know, in the same political party, they've had issues and all of that. And how he was able to manage that it's also a detraction, you know, something that you have to take away from his resume as a politician. 
everybody when he was governor in Anambra State, everybody knew that. In fact, what he used to say then was that, you know, he's an economist, but he's not a politician. And because if anything happens to the president, you automatically become president. In fact, there are times that you have to represent the president when he's not around. You become the acting president. So if you don't have any political sagacity, so to speak, the country yeah. would suffer as well because you have to mix both I'll together. I'll hold you to that. That's okay, why I'm not Tell me about Yemi Oshibagyo. Right. Oshibagyo as well, I'll give Oshibagyo four. How about the fact... Has yes, absolutely. Himself, for the same reason, Oshibagyo... <laughs> no, 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 he doesn't. As far as this matter is concerned, we're looking at their... You know, we're not looking at... You know what they've done and yeah, what, what they've achieved and all of that, right? Looking we're looking at, at their resume. Go look at right, what last of... job they've done. Yemi Yoshibayo's last or current job is doing the same job. We're considering them for. Surely that gives him an edge. Yes, it is. Right now, you have to think about the fact that Oshibayo is currently VP under an atmosphere that does not really allow certain freedom, you know, in terms of how to move Influence around and all that. of that. And he has not been able to rise exactly. So I, I would say that because, again, it, just to quickly go to some of yeah. the things, I don't know, well, well, don't we'll let us talk there. about some of the things he talked about because yeah. we just want to, you know, analyze them based on their profile. Yes. But again, I, I'm, I've not been particularly impressed by, you know, how he has been able to handle certain things. You understand, there have been one or two incidents where here and there where you know you can see that it can be found wanting in terms of, yeah, you know, lacking in that political judgment that you'd expect of a vice president. Okay. Like I said, again, um, to that extent, I'm I'll just give setting up my thingy so I can record the scorecard so at the end of the program, so we can add it all up. Um, yeah, on both two, on both those two candidates, right, that's I think I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to give them four over five, four over five. Uh, what um, Yemi Oshimbajo right. has in his experience as vice president, I believe Obi has compensated for that same thing, being a governor for eight years. So, being uh, being uh, right. the vice president or president, you don't have, you can't have enough experience to prepare you for the job. So, but you need to come close. And I think being, uh, being a governor right. for that long, gives him the experience and the way he discharged the function of his office while he was the governor takes him close too and i'm single yeah. with five so i don't give anyone five easily so four over five is the best i can do for both of them now <laughs> uh whom i get so yeah get so i wouldn't give her anything zero over i'll five. give her zero over five how about the fact that she's yes. met the in the basic requirement to contest for vice president? That doesn't fetch any point as far as I'm concerned. Like you actually said, every Nigerian is qualified. We're not looking at the qualification so, in terms of what I need to do. If she if she's We're looking at the suitability for the role. No, no, no. She's not applying. For a job in yeah, my no, organization, no, no. she's well, applying to be the VP well, that's of Nigeria, the kind right? of mindset that, that's the kind of mindset you get. You know, you're looking at CV now. You have five, you have like 15 CVs. You can't interview 15 people. You now say, Okay, who should I call in for interview? Gossip to even hear them speak. So, 
No, 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 for this role, for no, the VP yeah, role. No, if no, I was interviewing her for maybe secretary. You're not going to call her, or... that's why. That's why, that's why I want to know. Okay. But, personally, no, no, no. I would, I would give her one over five. I, give her transport fare and I think the reason why I'm giving her one over five is, right. I think we need to give women the motivation to break the ceiling too. I know there's gender, there's this uh, right. thing about gender equality, it needs to be promoted. I understand that. But at the end of the day, at the moment, she's not running for president. She's still running for vice president. So, and I right. think it, it is, it, 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 they need that motivation too. So the fact that she stepped up to be vice president, so, and attempts to be vice president, I think it counts for something. So, so I'm going to give her one over five there. Okay, so without wasting um, any more time, let's move to the opening statement. Well, I think we spent a lot of time talking about the preambles. Now, opening statement, they've all got three minutes right. to talk about what they want to do and why they want to be vice president. Now, we're looking at their delivery, the contents, their composure. Yeah, let's start from, let's start from the top. GGG, Ganil Galadima. Right, um, you know, you, I remember that when we wanted to start, we talk, we, we would not be able to obviously yeah, analyze no. all the things they said line by line, but just to take away yes, from every, you know, what they said, content and all of that. Galadima, yes, exactly. So Galadima, the only point line that I took away from his opening speech was the fact that he mentioned the fact that subsidy was a, was just subsidizing inefficiency, which I thought was a good point line. And um, to that extent, in terms of his ability to deliver, his delivery was very poor. His composure as well was very, very poor. But yes, he was able to drive home that point that we cannot you know, be subsidizing, um, we cannot be having subsidy in a way that what we're currently doing is to subsidize inefficiency. So yeah, I'll over, give him, five, yeah. say, over five in terms of his introduction. Again, so I'll stick to one. You're giving him one. Yes, I'll give him one. I'll give him one. And um, the um, the the ANN lady, Adija. I mean, I, I thought she was she was she she tried to you know stay. She kept the time. And um, you know, she also mentioned certain issues. She was yes, she didn't deliver so well, but I think she she was better than Vladimir. And you know, she talked about. And you know what they want to do and all that. So I would give yeah, her before two. Before you disappear into, into, two over into five. space, yeah. <laughs> About Galadima, before you disappear into space, let me just comment on Galadima and catch up with you on those two. About Galadima, I think Galadima was. Okay. He appeared yeah. unprepared. He appeared like someone that just came there and like, well, I know what I'm going to talk about. So he looked unprepared. Yes. He appeared um, and he came across as basic. So basically, just yeah, yeah. Basically, I don't, I yes, don't want to very use shallow. shallow. Uh, so <laughs> basically, say what anyone can just wake up in their in their house and just say. So few issues he talked about as well. Yes. He talked about poor, uh, Nigeria being poor, poor, poverty capital of the world. Uh, unemployment is high. APC subsidizing efficiency, yes. like he said. But all these things are in public domain. Anyone can go on Google and find that. 
so there's nothing special in what yes. he has said. So I'm giving him one over five as well, like you like you said. So I don't think he deserved he, he, he did any more than that. But with Kadi, right. Khadija Abdullahi, um, I think he should, I, yeah. I was a bit impressed by the fact that she uh a uh, uh, lawyer self showed. Yeah, so she talked about herself yes. in uh, in a build up to say why she yeah. wants to be vice president. She talked about uh, efforts with the NGO promoting yes. women. She kept to time. She made clear reason for running for the office of vice president. So she didn't actually talk about issues, but she made clear yes. reason why she wanted to run for office of vice president. But yes. overall, I think she's too idealistic. Yes. Because at the end of the day, Nigeria is at, is, uh, we are at a point where we just need people to talk about what they can do to fix our problems. Yeah. So, so on that yes. note, I, I, I am giving her two over five. Did you, what did you give her? What did you score? Yeah. So, I'm, I'm going to give her two over, two over well. five. And yeah. why I give Galadima one over five. Right. Yeah. So, so, would you move on okay. to... Um, yeah, Peter will be. Yes, Peter will be. Yes, as um, with Peter will be. Um, I, I thought Peter will be was very brilliant with his introduction. He went, he, he, you know, he dove straight into the issues. Yes, he didn't particularly talk about himself and all of that, but he went straight to the issues. I thought his delivery was brilliant. I, I thought that Peter will be came to that debate yeah. over prepared. Yes, so he knew what he wanted to talk about, and he talked about it in a way that clearly highlighted what this government was doing wrong, in their opinion, in the opinion of his party, and how they would solve it, right? Even though, yes, there were a few times where, you know, he banned certain things that were not so um, factual, but then he was, he was very, very sharp the, in his at approach. At the end of the day, it's politics, it's linking, so you're not actually expected to be accurate all the time. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. You know, so yesterday five. I said I'll give him five as far as this introduction is concerned. Because, like you already mentioned, Nigerians want yeah. to hear about the issues. What are you going to do? Mm -hmm. What is wrong? And how do you intend to fix it? Right. So, do you want to say yours on that? Right. On, on that, Peter, I'll be actually, I had them down for four. Right. Like I said, I, I'm not always nice with my guys. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think he he showed himself as a worthy adversary. He showed himself as the only, uh, he justified the reason why people saw him or still see him or still see PDP as the candidate that can actually challenge APC in this right. election. So right off the cuff, he went for the problems. He was reeling facts. It was facts reeling talk about the global confidence yes. index, talk about terrorism, talk about stress uh, index, talk about mystery yes, index. Exactly. Some in, some indices I, I never knew yes. existed. He talked yes. about them. And, I was, <laughs> and I, was quite, I was quite impressed with that. It, and um, to, to cap it all, he ended it by talking about the fact that education and unemployment, yeah, he connected education uh, and unemployment to the reason for the above and the importance of education and unemployment being the focal point eh, to fix the problems that Nigeria is facing, which I think was Absolutely. perfect. 
So, you gave me five over five. I would have given him five over five. Five was nice, but because <laughs> I don't think as as an opposition that is trying to get into office, I don't think you can do yeah. any better unless you want to speak absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so I think I think it, it delivered yes. well. So, but let's since you picked five, I'll let's just agree to disagree. I'll say four point five. <laughs> five. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. That's yeah. Fine. Now, <laughs> yeah, I'll say 4.5 of No, five. yeah, that's that's understandable. That's understandable. Now with uh, Professor Yemi Uchibagi, Professor Yemi Uchibagi, he there's something you can't take away from Professor Yemi Uchibagi is eloquence, right? His command of the yes. English language. How and obviously you have, you can't take away the fact that I mean he's a senior advocate of Nigeria. He's lawyer exactly. So he's good at his delivery was excellent. If I was to score him on delivery alone. I would score him five over five. But then we're looking at content, we're looking at you know all, all the other things combined. I would give him four over five. Four over five in the sense that he, talk, he, he talked about the issues, right? But then he, he, he still he, he still came across as somebody who doesn't understand the real issues, right? So the same issues that this government has been talking about in terms of fighting corruption and all of that. It came about with the same issues, and it was not able to convince me. I mean, you, you asked for my opinion, right? So it wasn't able to convince me that yeah. those still are the issues. And going forward, what are the things they intend to do differently? They kept talking about how they've invested in this and how they're trying to build infrastructure and how they're trying to, you know, build, increase, make sure that corruption is fought to a standstill and all those things. Yes. We know those things, right? But we asked you for what are you guys doing? And to what extent are those things effective? And so it didn't convince me really as to the effectiveness of some of the things that this government has been doing. And so, yes, the man is good. His, his delivery was on point. He talked to the issues. He talked about the issues. But then there were areas that I didn't find the facts and the things. In fact, he hardly backed up whatever he was saying with facts anyways. He, he kept going back to how corruption was you know, pervasive under the PDP. Now they have been fighting it and all of that and all of that. He did not back up some of the things he said with facts and figures. He just kept talking about you know, infrastructure and all of that. So I'll give him four or five. Right. Um, that's where I'm probably going like, right. to disagree with you. Um, based on the content and based on the scoring, I'll give him th- I, I right. gave him three over five. Um, the reason why I gave him three over five is because he did not get a chance to talk about what they will what they will do when they get reelected. He only talked about yeah. what they've done in the first time. So you might as well ask for a vote, and the second time you don't do anything because you just feel, yeah, we've done well for the in the first time, so we. We actually, we've done enough to warrant being given the mandate the second time. No, you need to tell us. Yeah, it's fine to talk about what you've done or where you've started. But if you're not able to tell us what you will do or how you deal with things that you've not been able to deal with in this first term, then you're not really, you're not really saying what you'll do to help me in future. You're only saying things you've done in the past. Now let's go to the things he's talked about that they've done. He talked about their social investment policy. The 500 billion uh, end power scheme and school trader program and the GES and trader money, all that. Yeah, 
so in many quarters, uh, the the effect of this uh, SIP has been has been debatable. Some people see it as vote buying scheme that oh, you only benefit from it if you're loyal to APC. But, but let's even leave that aside. But I don't think the effect of the of this so-called social investment program or policy can be over can can be stressed. I don't think it warrants justifying that. Well you've done enough you need to tell us how to take that to the next level if our government is gonna uh, take the social investment approach then you need to tell us what you're gonna do more not just say 500 billion that we spend yeah 500 billion is that 500 billion gonna be enough going forward how are we gonna spread this um this scheme to make sure that it cushions the effect the actually the effect of hardship on the on nigerians so he talked about um, their rail projects, agriculture, reduction in importation of rice. We need to talk about how to create more jobs. That's right. what I was looking for. When you're talking about importation, you need to talk about how that has improved other things. He talked about corruption. Yeah, we know that. That's the anthem we've been hearing for the past three and a half years. So at the end of the day, I just felt that we talked more about the past yeah. Yeah. than the future. So that's why I'm not right. giving him more than three. Just 30 seconds on that. You know, typically what happens is when you have an incumbent, right, they're usually on the defense. So, you know, it's usually up to the people who are coming to challenge them to, you know, go on the offensive, you know, you know, the, the offensive about certain things. So to that extent, he came there basically to talk about consolidation, right? So this is what we have been doing. And if you elect us, we would sustain this, and then consolidate on it. So to that extent, I was not particularly um, disappointed with the fact that you understand. So that's right. the point. That's the area in which I thought, well, okay, you know, four, four over five. But I get what you mean. You're absolutely correct. You know, I get. So do you want me to stick to your four? Or do you want to stick to my three? Or do you I want think, to uh, I'll, I'll stick to my Okay, we can do three point five. More than three. <laughs> but yes, yeah. go on. Well, I. Uh, I don't think it deserves 3.5, but I'll, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, for, for get to just to round up on, on, on this one. I, mm -hmm. I I don't think that delivery-wise, content-wise, I, I wouldn't give her anything more than one, one to be honest, because, again, she, you know, she, talk, she mentioned the fact that, you know, YPP is a party that wants to give um, you know, she wants to give wants to give consideration to women. Fifty percent of you know uh, the employment for women. If woman is not if woman is not deputizing and all that and all that. I thought that what she she lacked a basic understanding of what the issues are, and that she did not she was not composed. Maybe because again she's very young. She's probably she's not she's not experienced in the heart of um, public speaking. So she probably to that extent could not really compose well. So I don't think she will go on. I, I don't think that's a good excuse. We can't say because she's not complete right. in the act of public speaking. That that's why um she's a vice presidential candidate for crying out loud. Are you telling me that she's not got a team of uh, a campaign team working with her? She's saying she's right. going for a debate for crying out loud. I'm sure there are some people that she will have to practice in front yeah. of or even in front of a mirror. To actually consider what she's going there to say or what she's I know. thinking. I absolutely agree. But yeah, I mean, so 
that, that's no, the, the age is not enough. We are the one clamoring for youth to actually step up the plate. So we can now say, yeah. Well, maybe so what would you give her? Um, actually, I gave her one, but what I want to give her one, Godself, because I don't think she deserves the one. On mine, she talks more. Um, what I had her down, she talks more about Kingsley and her belief in Kingsley's policy more than yes. what she's bringing to the table. She talks more like a fan, yeah, than a running mate. Okay. So, but yeah, if I'll just stick to one, but, I'll stick to the yeah. one that I have down already. I'll probably downgrade mine, but yes, let me just stick to one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I'm you're doing one too. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, there's more in the tank, but that's all we can take in this episode. We'll be taking a breather here on the first part of the analysis of the vice presidential debate. You may and I have managed to weigh in on the background information of the candidates and their opening statements. We have also scored the candidates based solely on our opinion. In the next episode, we will be considering some of the questions based on issues as put to the candidates by the moderator. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe on Spotify and podcast if you're using iPhone to get notifications when our new episodes are ready. If you have any suggestion or comment on how we can improve, please email us on podcasts at shegnakipeli.com. See you in the next episode.